For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Don't adjust that dial, because you're listening to Summer of Love 4, Time for Love, a special podcast event from two chums and a hug. We've got time for love, if we make it, nothing can stop us, or break it. Shows on wings like eagles seen from above. If all that we have left is time, I think it's time for love. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge. And no one can ever prepare you for what happens when you have a chunk. When you see the chunk in your arms and you know it's your job now, no one can prepare you for the love and the fear. And I'm Carter and I am hunking furious. <laughs> I am so uninterested in a life without your father. Oof, why you pick, why, hey, why you pick the one that make me so cry? Because that's, that's a not cry fair movie, to you. <laughs> that's not fair to you. <laughs> to you to do to me why are uh, you the hunk i am recording from a new studio chelsea and i bought our first uh studio that we've mm. owned mm. and uh we we're in a new home so we've been there we've been here for five sleeps okay and wow. how many more how many are you going for infinite, I'd, infinite i'd love for go. it to double you know at least get to 10 yeah let yeah, us know if get you get there 10. that's awesome that'd be great but yeah we're down yeah, here in the oak cliff milestone. we're staying in oak cliff moved uh, it's a surreal experience. I was telling the guys, it's kind of like in Mario 64 when you go into the castle and there's all those portraits that you can jump through. Kind of like that first time you ever experienced that. Uh, I remember as a kid being like, what? <laughs> there's so <laughs> many things that I don't know about. And so many things I get to learn, but it's fun. And the first time, the first time you opened your front door, it was like, <laughs> and then Bowser was like, and you had to pause the game and go see if your mom would watch you play the beginning because it was too scary. Yeah. The neighborhood has a handful of stars. I've already collected about eight. Good. That's good. Oh, good. I'm going to come over and speed run your house. It's going to embarrass you. Get all eight red coins. That's the biggest thing. Just to embarrass you. Carter, you just froze on my screen. Me too. You just froze on my screen with the mug in your mouth so it looked like you were taking the longest sip of coffee. Oh, really? Dang, this boy needs to wake up. (laughs) He's tired of being in his new house. He needs some energy. I need some energy. What's your favorite thing about your new place? The backyard. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very nice. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Nana loves it? Nana loves it. Good. She's still, we've always had to go out with her. Uh, because there was like a way that she could get out from under a gate in the place where we used to live. Sure. And so she's got this separation anxiety a little bit because we can just let her out and close the door and she'll turn around and be like, Wait, are you coming? Are you coming on. Or? <laughs> no, you can, you How can do be I out poop there. alone. Go, How do I go, poop alone? Go be out there. You're fine. That's great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's good. Oh, and I, uh, I was going to say also another favorite thing is there's a lot of places to, uh, if I ever need to just clench both my fists and think about a time in the past, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. there's plenty of places for me to go in the house. Great. Dude, it's dark. Honestly, when it when it comes to like you guys finally, finally owning your own home, it's like about <laughs> time, dude. It is, a, it is actually like about time. It's like about time, dude. Basically. It's about time. But we're actually going to talk about a movie today. <laughs> How many dumb hallways does it have? <laughs> You I want see me the, to answer that? How many dumb hallways? I feel I see you're filled with a lot of glee, son, about your new house. I see what you're doing now. It was just so subtle that I missed it. I know. I yeah, know. I didn't get I didn't catch the dumb hallway thing either. Listen, <clears throat> Glee Son was pretty good though. Yeah, Thanks, guys. We're gonna actually uh we're gonna talk about a movie. We are uh 
Uh, getting close, getting close to the end. We only have, uh, it's one more left after this in the series, right? We need to this officially the, decide yeah. right now, does the next, does next week's one, that's kind of a little special one just for the boys, does that count as Summer of Love? I mean, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm willing to let it count. We can put our new theme song it. in front of that episode if you like. Cool yeah. Oh, I for absolutely. Sure. We got it. I'm a, I want that theme song to just stick forever. <laughs> um, no, this is the this is the penultimate true episode of uh, Summer of Love. But yeah, we're gonna include that next one next week as a little juicy a little juicy surprise. The special but, boy. Um, the, you know this one. It's the second place as voted on by you, our listeners, and. Uh, the name of this movie is About Time. And uh, I want to talk about it. So Doge synops me right up and down, side to side as well. Returning to the well from which we have drunk the synopsis waters before. Amazing. Uh, this week's synopsis is written by Nick Reganis. Yeah. Nick! It's Always been a little bit. on Nick. In the harsh morning light, Following a depressing New Year's Eve party, Tim Lake, a lonely 21-year-old man, discovers the family's life-altering secret. Entrusted by his father with the knowledge that the men in their family can travel in time, ecstatic Tim relocates to London to study law and, above all, find a girlfriend. And before long, Tim locks eyes with gorgeous Mary, and just like that, he knows he has found the woman of his dreams. However, an unforeseen ripple in time caused by the time travel brings Tim back to square one, rendering him and Mary perfect strangers again. Now, to win back Mary's heart, Tim will have to travel back into the past to save his future, using his unique talent to create the perfect conditions for an unforgettable marriage proposal. However, is Tim's extraordinary ability to fix the past the key to happiness? Mm. Nick doesn't really ever let me down. Nick, yeah, Nick doesn't does miss. Nick does, does not miss. Yeah, so this is my first time to watch this. Doge, it was same. your first time to watch same. this. Same as well. Same, same. Um, I'm going to super dump out of the gate so that we can understand the lens through which I uh, watched much of this movie. Okay. Um, and I know that this movie is... First of all, I want to preface. I did not I did really enjoy this movie. I liked it. Um, so I know that this is a huge favorite for a lot of people. Um, and I think my super dump is going to be frustrating to people that love this movie because they're going to be like, you didn't get it. That's fine. I'm also open to the idea that there is something that I missed that makes this make sense. So there's that. Okay. For a movie with great writing, great conversation, great dialogue, great interpersonal stuff and, and development among friends and family and characters and all that stuff. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, the time travel stuff and the logic applied both to how time travel works and more specifically than anything, the sheer density that Tim approaches his time travel plans with almost made me completely reject this entire movie. Like I was so close to being like, I'm not interested in this because the main character who has time travel powers and I understand that they're new and he's figuring them out, but he's acting like he doesn't understand how logic works. Specifically with the play versus Mary. Uh, let me explain just a little bit. First of all, I don't understand why when he realizes that saving the play means he missed out on meeting Mary, why he didn't just immediately go, she's more important and go back in time and just be with her. Now, if he wants to help his friend, I see another option there, which is tell his friend, Harry, hey man, I had a dream last night that your play crash and burned really doubled down. I just I have a feeling about it. and just see yeah. if that works and then go back and try something different until you get it right. That's the beauty of time travel. You can have both probably. But beyond that, when he does things like tell Mary's friend Joanna that he's a friend of Mary's at the party, they're best friends. She's going to be like, "Who is that guy you invited?" She's going to check. He, she doesn't know you, dude. So when he, once he realizes that he missed meeting her, that should have been it. And he should realize that he never met her and they don't like the way he approaches re-meeting Mary. It's like, he can't understand the fact that she has no idea who he is and that it is weird to tell people these things. Yeah. 
And the whole time I'm watching, I'm waiting for a consequence. The rest of the movie, I'm waiting for a consequence for how bad he beefed his first few attempts and they just never came. And so I, I, it came to a point in the movie when I had to just let go of, I'm never going to get a satisfactory answer to any of this because it was so sloppily put together at the beginning. And it, it really genuinely almost ruined the movie for me. I snapped out of it and Uh, I was able to enjoy it. Yeah. But like for a movie about time travel, the time travel makes no sense. Is it about time travel though? I think that's because that's where I'm approaching. Because I agree with you. Like if I so, if I go no, into it, obviously ex- it's not about yeah. time travel. But do you get what I'm saying? You can't say yeah. No, I, I you totally can't say get it's it. not about time travel when it definitely super is also about time travel. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I think for me the reason that didn't bug me is because I think that for Tim to to you know the realization that he comes to is like time travel doesn't really help. Like fixing the past, it doesn't matter. Like you you get to choose what you do with the time that you have right now. And that's what living is. Like you can, you can endlessly revise things and that's not going to make a difference. And I think once I realized that I think it, it was going that direction, it was easier for me to let go of that stuff where it's like, okay, I think there probably like just structurally has to be a point where it seems like revising the past is working and everybody's winning all the time. You know, do you, so do I, you I get how that, how it, that, the message is negated by the beginning of him fig- still being able to get married. Like I was expecting him to find out that the only way it worked with Mary was the chemistry of that first night and that meeting mm. up with her again later wouldn't work or something like that. Like yeah, the, I was just waiting on a consequence for how poorly he handled everything at the beginning. Yeah. And that never came. Um, yeah. Just I said out loud to Callie multiple times. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. This isn't a time travel thing where it's like, I don't understand my powers yet. This is just a dude that doesn't understand like how logic works. Yeah. But I also came to another realization, which is that Domhnall Gleeson is the British Michael Sarah, and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost just want to have him just <clears throat> uniquely just be Domhnall Gleeson. Like he seems so unique to me that I don't even want to compare him to anybody, but I totally see what you're saying. Like in terms of that, that awkwardness. Yeah, I think totally. Uh, it felt like to me the way that it was written was you are kind of you're supposed to be frustrated with him. Um, I think the heartbeats of hearing uh, the the hints that he's traveling again uh, for a while it's it's kind of funny and stuff, but then I think it's supposed to bring about some anxiety because there's so many things going well, and it's like is sure. it really worth you going back just to? just to do that like aren't yeah. you being kind of silly with this kind of thing and then- I agree and beyond the party when he meets back up with Mary I have no more issue with the handling of time travel it's just yeah. the way it's handled in the first 40 minutes of the it's a little movie fluffy at the beginning drive yeah. me nuts yeah yeah I totally I, I can see that I think for me it was uh, just his adolescence of time travel and so that's why the beginning is the most frustrating because he was the most cavalier with it yeah at the beginning but valid super dump, I would say. Valid. Thank you for the validation. <laughs> um, how good of a dad is Bill Nye? Be careful. Yeah. Bill Nye is my super pump. He's yeah, such Bill a Nye's good my dad. super pump. I'm done, oh guys. I'm out. I'm out of this episode. <laughs> All right, I'm see finished. you later, dude. <laughs> Bill Nye is the best thing in this movie, bar none. And it's not yeah. even close. Yeah, completely. I'm I'm unsure if it is the script. Uh, the directing of Bill or the bill, the the <laughs> the bill of it all, the indefinable bill that is at the center <laughs> of Bill Nye. Um, but oh my gosh, like you want to talk about charm? If we're still doing our rom com, Dad Rushmore's, he's up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. This whole family is fun. Um, yes, I love yeah, the family. I think, I think it's full of quirk. I think there's not a single person, maybe in the movie. Uh, hardly. That's just not quirky. And it's, you know, uh, the British get to own a certain uh, ingredient of quirkiness, I think. Yeah, um, sure. Which is funny because there's a little bit of an identity crisis here. We've got an Irishman playing an Englishman and an Australian playing an Englishman and a Canadian playing an American. So it's like all over the place. But I think there is something about, uh, especially with Bill Nye just how very British it is to kind of just kind of fit this uh, yes. this kind of humor 
and everything, but their relationship. And I mean, since, since it's already been super pumped, I think we don't want to jump too far, far all over the place, but his, if we do, we can just go back. Yeah, we can just always go back. We can but just his, clinch his, our fists. Sure. His final request. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Such a beautiful. <laughs> that was the lump in the, the throat walk. Tear move. Tear moment for moment. me. Oh, that was, was the, like the yeah. ugly cry moment for me. I was already already dripping. That is, that is ugly cry for Jordan. Is, yeah. Is yeah. choked up with tears in the eyes. That's yes. ugly cry for me. But when, yeah, when the when the music the music in this movie is gorgeous. Oh my goodness. When the, when the music played and they're running on the beach and I realized that that was his last request with his son, I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jeez. when when she asked him for a third baby, my brain did not go. Mm-mm. That's the end s- of your time until he said it, and then it was like a gut punch. You yeah. know, when when he's like, and I realized then that that would be the end of my the true end of my father. And I was like, yeah. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's powerful yeah, just, though, right? Like that that moment, the distillation of like having having a character have to literally choose between the past and the future. Yeah, that's very good. So so powerful, like allegorically, so incredibly powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I know we jumped to the end, so let's kind of go back to the beginning and talk a little bit about the movie itself. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's going to come through good. I uh, can you hear it at all? Is it even worse? Yeah. Yeah, No, it was so loud. (laughs) Oh, it worked good. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be. It was pressed up against the mic. My that was my heart, (laughs) my actual heart. Mm, Beautiful. Um, You should probably go to a doctor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, there's a lot to be said about uh, I love the setting of this movie mm. I think this house on the beach and just at the very beginning with the narration of Dom Gleason's character talking about introdu- introducing us briefly to each family member yeah um, just how much he absolutely like how he says uh, you know Kit Kat is like the best thing in the universe yeah. and yeah. just how wonderful she is which she was she was borderline Super pumped for me. I'm She's enamored. Yes. I'm enamored by uh, just incredibly unique characters that I don't really feel like I get uh, even close to versions of them and other things. Um, and so there's a lot to be said about the writing and the actress and a lot of things falling into place for Kit Kat to be really be so enjoyable uh, and so free and broken simultaneously. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that they would. Uh, watch a movie every Friday night, regardless of the weather. And yeah, yeah. the character development of everyone getting an umbrella except Cat uh, is just not. Yeah. She's just spreading her legs out and just like taking in the, <laughs> the rain. Yeah. Um, the uh, you know the the uncle. Um, I don't remember his full name. Um, to, he's listed as Uncle D on IMDb, but I yeah. don't remember. I his remember full what name. the D stands uh, for. It, first of all, I, I thought his character was really great. Yeah, but him on the day uh, when everybody shows up to see the dad and um, he says, on your wedding day, he said he loved me. Mm. It was probably the best day of my life. So oh that my makes gosh. this the worst day. That was another scene that really, like the final 35, 40 minutes of this movie was just like a speed bag to the gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. For sure. And Completely. I think it's, it feels pretty rare for me to, uh, enjoy a movie so much from a director and then look at their filmography and just see that there's only five. Like they've yeah. only done, you know, this is the same director. So this is Love Actually, Pirate Radio, uh, About Time. And then something I didn't know about that, Take That and Fake That, Happy Now. But uh, Bill Nye obviously has been used before by this director uh, in my other favorite Bill Nye uh, movie, which is Love Actually. Well, I guess I can also count him as Davy Jones. Yeah. Davy Jones. Um, but yeah, Richard Curtis is just kind of feels like this person that I wonder if people have been his entire career kind of pushing him and just being like, so are you going to, I mean, this went well. Do you want to do something yeah. else? Can we do no. some more, please? When yeah. the time's yeah. right. When the time's right, I'll do it. He also um, wrote Four Weddings and a Funeral, which yeah, is he's, his one writing of my credits are, are great too. I love that mm. movie. Yeah, 66 writing credits. So he's he's directed five and written a ton. Um, so he's around. It, he's around. He's around. He's just not <laughs> directing a lot of stuff. Um, but I thought he did a great job. And honestly, yeah. uh, for this to be an original screenplay, uh, that's my super pump. I think mm-hmm. the fact that this just kind of came out of somebody's head and it, time travel, you know, messing with time travel and writing about that is, um, whether it is a hardcore fan uh, of cinema and just following the rules or not, 
can't be, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I would, I would imagine he wasn't super thoughtful about what that means. Right. Um, Dude, time travel's all up in my life right now. Between it's this, everywhere, isn't between it? Between Loki. I literally, I, I just got back from uh, traveling and while I was in the airport, I just finished reading uh, Stories of Your Life, the short story that inspired Arrival. And so like the whole concept of determinism is the future set instant. Like all of that stuff is just, it's everywhere for me right now. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. know why. I don't know how how it all conspired to land at the same time. Uh, and my my super pump being the writing... Uh, I think weighs most heavily on the, the the relationships that we have. I think it's fun to to review this movie after a week after we did when Harry met Sally, when it is just so much dialogue and relationship building and and the dynamics of that and how they can change dramatically and stuff. Um, but to have this many players in it and to have it go well, um, I think was super impressive and super enjoyable. And uh, the time travel aspect, though it wasn't done very well. I agree, Jordan. Um, felt pretty integral to the narrative. I mean, if oh yeah, without that, we don't have the uh, once in a lifetime, once in a movie watching experience dynamic of Domnall and, and Bill Nye of, right, yeah. of Tim and his father. Like, right. I, I don't, I've never seen a relationship like this ever. Right, um, and it's because they've inherited time travel as the men in their family. Yeah. Um, but. I think in terms of the editing and like the choppiness that you can kind of go back and forth and yeah. kind of letting us know and, and as an audience we're educated enough in the end when they have some of their last conversations to where Domnall even asks like, you know, how many times did you try this? Like, had you said yeah. this to me before? Like, yeah. Yeah. to be able to at least have some kind of grasp of the time travel aspect and what they know about it to understand that part of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, I think was a good job. Uh, but yeah, I... I the writing is uh, I've never really seen anything like it. Yeah. In, let's talk about like this. let's talk about the wedding scene. Yeah. Um that brought me anxiety. Yeah, but it's also to me one of the best sequences in this series so far. I think that it is hysterical. Oh, picking the <laughs> picking the speech. No, uh, everything, the oh, rain, just everybody, everything yeah, yeah, blowing yeah. away, yeah, yeah. you know, the, yeah. every everybody's clothes getting wet and ruined and blah 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 all this stuff all leading up to the you know, would this day have been better if it wasn't like this? And her answer of just like, no, this was great. Yeah. This was perfect. Yeah. I think that's the, the that dialogue is when I started to understand what the movie was about. Because like it's, it's yes, it's about uh, Tim and Mary. It is, yes, it's also <laughs> literally about time. It's about Tim and Mary, but it's more than that. It's about like, I, it feels like the the core relationship is him and his father. Yeah, 100%. more than More than Tim and Mary. And so I was waiting for, actually in those speeches, I fully expected there to be like, I fully expected there to be like a no win situation where it was like, no matter who I choose as my best man, they're going to let something slip that will ruin this. Because I was waiting for a consequence of like, you went on a date with Margot Robbie. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't happen. And I, I don't know. It feels like maybe that's okay. I don't, I mean, not okay that he went on a date with Margot Robbie while he's with Mary, but uh, I don't know. I, it it initially sort of bothered me that there was no consequence for that, but uh, it just seems like a weird choice to not have anybody ever bring that up again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the while it is incredibly unique, the father son relationship and the advice that the father is giving the son is not uh, unique at all. I think the right. ultimately to be able to say, "Hey, we've heard it plenty of times." It's like take every day as if it's your last. Enjoy the moment. All these kind of different beats that we have felt before in uh, any kind of mentorship role, or we've even seen it before scripted in other movies. Um, It feels like Richard Curtis had a moment where, you know, he's just sitting out on his porch and he's like, what if, you know, that's ultimately the lesson. uh, And you learn that, but, and you actually have the power to (laughs) go back, you know, it's like, and so, yeah, I wonder if that's a conceptual lesson, but it's it's practiced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is absolutely if I had to bet how this sort of came up was a a cool rainy England day on a porch with a cuppa, you know, some yeah, tea, a cuppa. <laughs> some Earl Grey perhaps. I love I just do want to point out the I love that if they ask you for if they ask you want tea, please say no. And she's like, yeah. Yes. And he goes, Oh, that's the whole day gone then. Yeah. yeah. That's very funny. So a lot of a lot of these Richard Curtis movies, um, actually several of them, uh, star Hugh Grant, 
who is somebody that uh, enchants me every time he's on a screen. And his whole vibe is sort of that dry, quick British humor. And Richard Curtis brings so much of that to his stuff. You know, just these little tiny comments that pop up, pop up and around. I think Joanna is a pretty great source of some laughs in this movie. Her reaction to the kids or to uh, Jay (laughs) at the... Hey, the Jay is straight experience. up orange John Ralphio, and you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> oh, okay. my goodness. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I like that. Orange John Ralphio. John Ralphio or orange. I got It's gone. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I had it, and it's gone. Yeah, I... Um, the, man, the... So many movies can live and die on the strength of their ensemble. You know, we've we've had that discussion with other movies of like it didn't it didn't need to be that or it didn't quite work. But I I feel like every piece to this puzzle is important. Yeah. And can, can I tell you the accidental piece of this puzzle that was not the first choice of the piece for this puzzle that I think is way better than the first choice of the piece for this puzzle? Uh, yep. They initially had Zoe Deschanel as Mary. And I can't imagine how much that would have not worked at all for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it would work for me either. Uh-uh, she not seems at all. outside of that world. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't fit. Uh, I love Tom Hollander, I think. This was a moment for me. This happens every yeah. now and then when there'll be actors that never really have huge roles, but will have a lot of small ones. And then there comes a time when I look back and have that same feeling of like, I like this guy. And then I'm like, oh, he was so funny in Pride and Prejudice. Uh, he's such an interesting character in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like all these different things, but Tom Hollander as Harry, who's just this awful yeah. person, um, was also one of those quirky characters that that I really, really enjoyed. And yeah. Rory, Joshua McGuire as Rory. Rory's so good. Yeah, Rory very funny. so good. And it, and it is, that seems to be one of the ingredients. And I'm not going to say always good because rom-com is a vast, vast genre. And it has all over the scale of movies that are good and movies that are really bad. But something that a lot of rom-coms try to do, whether they're good or bad, is have this uh, collection, this ensemble of just characters that are, uh, there's hopes to be memorable. It felt like when Richard Curtis was writing this, though, it wasn't like, I'm going to do this so that the audience doesn't forget about this person. It's just, it just felt like a random grab bag and it just all ended up working. Mm. Yes. I have yeah, to be like, man, I bet they'll never forget how Uncle D never remembered anything. You know, it's like... <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is something sort of um, magical, sort of, what's the word? Like kismet when it comes to like putting together something like this that just works. Uh, now, that being said, uh, our boy Richard Curtis does have a track record that supports his ability to put those ensembles together. Totally. Yeah. Um. But either way, there is something that when it works, it just sort of does something like a ding in your brain that's like, ah, there it is. That's nice. I think Rachel McAdams might deserve more credit as an actress than she gets. I think she she ends up, for some people, feeling tropey as like the... Sure. But we've we've now, you know, we saw her as, uh, is this like, it'll be tough for me to know how many, because she's done some voiceover stuff. Uh, but this might be her at her best in terms of the rom-com genre for me. Yeah. Personally. Um, we've done The Notebook. She was in the first, very first Summer of Love mm-hmm. uh, that we had. And I think she has better chemistry. Get this. <laughs> I think she has better chemistry with Domino Gleason than Ryan Gosling. Completely. Also, I, I hate The Notebook, that. so that's probably why I feel that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree um, with both of those statements. Yeah, I, but, I don't know. As far as rom-coms go... I don't know, man. Wedding Crashers and mm-hmm. we haven't talked about it yet. I'm, 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 I keep wanting to find a way to shoehorn this into our podcast, but The Family Stone is like a top five rom-com for me, even though it's mm-hmm. kind of not a rom-com, but she's- Summer of Love is expanding. Maybe we can get it next year. Yeah. It's more of a Christmas movie. I think that's worth, um, you know. Is she, is she the fulfillment of a promise made to us by Meg Ryan? <laughs> she's got some connection there. I think so. I feel like I she's so. a right now Meg. Did she? But Meg, did Meg she Ryan, complete the prophecy? Is what you're asking? <laughs> she's restored balance. Yeah, Meg Ryan didn't have the. I think Meg Ryan's roles were all very similar. 
Right. She's, sure. she's, she's Meg 2.0. She's Meg 2.0. And I think she's, she's also the Hollywood expert for uh, falling in love with time travelers. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, one of four movies in which she is the love interest of someone who travels through time. We had the time, travelers, the time Traveler's Wife, literally, The Time Traveler's Wife. Mm-hmm. We had Midnight in Paris, which I mm-hmm. referenced a little bit with Owen Wilson uh, being Mobius and Loki. I referenced that yesterday. We have About Time. And of course, uh, she uh, she likes Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. So, Correct. Um, we have lots of time travel here. It's going to be interesting then. Stephen she Strange. She doesn't know about any of it. <laughs> Stephen Strange versus Tim. Who wins in a fight? Who's more powerful? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim Tim would be like, I'm going to go back in time to before Doctor Strange ever met me and then act like we Talk should about still know each other. Jeez. Yeah, that'd be a lot. Hey, Tim, Tim travel. About Tim. About Tim. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why. Hey, it's Tim. It's Tim in our podcast for us to take uh, a little detour. It's over. Tim. It's Tim. It's Tim in our podcast. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Head over to Shout Announcements, where the sausage gets made. Vroom, vroom, hit the NOS. It's time for Shout Announcements. Hmm. Uh, Let's do it. Rev it up. Juice a, it up. Take a big sip of your downhill juice. Take a big sip of that downhill juice. Uh, Pump up some Pitbull. Yeah. Just do that, like the ding, 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 You know what I mean? Tokyo Drift. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift on over here. Uh, mm. Have we announced this? Have we made it? Have we made this known at all? I mean, it, people had to know it's coming. For I sure. actually don't know <laughs> that we have. I don't think we've officially said it. <laughs> we've been forcing like- people to read between the lines. <laughs> yeah, people people had to know it's coming. This shout announcement <laughs> is about one thing and one thing only. Next week's episode is Fast Night, baby. Guys, y'all. I am unironically not a joke. So unbelievably excited. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, we I'm want considering to- a quick yeah, yeah. sprint. Through the series this wow. week. Wow. You have to put yeah. some NOS in your shoes to get going That's fast enough to hit all of those. That's yeah. I might just do I might just do one, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> That's a lot of movies still. <laughs> That's still a lot. Yeah, that is still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh shout out to uh the chunkies out there. Shout out to those of you on Patreon, no matter what your level. Uh if you uh remember, two chunks became a business, Two Chunks LLC, something that was a massive marker for us that we never really, <laughs> I don't think we thought would get there. No. It didn't mean we didn't have the energy to want this to go on forever. We still mm. do. But I don't think we ever thought we would be Two Chunks LLC. Uh, and this will be uh, a very special uh, movie watching experience for us. We're all going to watch this together. It's going to have IMAX with laser. Laser. Yeah, sure. yes. Yep, yep. We're making sure... And I mean, we we literally are going to have a seat to what I feel like historically is going to be a confirmation that movies are okay. I think that the that going to the movie theater will be fine, and that movie theater or uh, movie production companies should still make these blockbusters because I really do think this will make a billion dollars worldwide. I really I so do. I, so I honestly do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's this is being paid for by Two Chunks LLC. Isn't which that is wild? Such a the whole movie for the us movie to be able to do. Nine. The whole thing. You guys financed um, the entire production. No, it's it's so pretty we wild though. That. Yeah, that that you guys who who support us on Patreon, regardless if you're at the three dollar tier where you can get the bonus episode, uh, or at the five dollar tier where you get the bonus episode plus access to our Discord, regardless of the size of your contribution, you have directly funded our uh, enjoyment of this movie. You paid for a, a night out for your four pod boys, and we're Appreciate so that. so well, thankful. Let's be clear: you paid for us to go watch a movie to bring you to turn around and bring you juicy, delicious content. We're that's not yeah. just that's true. We're not but just still. spending it leisurely. Yeah, no. Yeah, we, we do promise right not to have fun. We won't have any fun. It's just <laughs> business. Just business. No, it, but you yeah. know, I the thing that I I haven't had. A whole lot of vroom vroom over the last year. There has not been a whole lot of rumbling engines. I haven't had nah. a lot of um, a lot of street race meetups or dragon vaults through cities, and I'm just ready for that. Is this y'all's first? Uh, is this your welcoming back to the actual theater experience? Yep. For yes. You? The last yes. movie I saw in theaters be... was Knives Out. Same. Oh, uh, how fun is that? We were together. To this. Yep. 
to be this. To be I this. I saw Knives Out, a cozy little detective mystery in a random theater in, in Austin. San Antonio. San Antonio. They're the same thing. They're, They're just the one of those down bottom, um, bottom Texas cities. I've stressed this before, but I'll definitely do it now because we are going to be spending a not a this is not a Patreon episode. This is going to be right nah. here in the middle of Summer of Love. Next week we are talking about Fast Nine. Uh and if you're new to Two Chunks, uh there definitely are, you know, anything in the Marvel universe, uh, anything in the Fast universe, uh, we do have new releases that we talk about uh on our weekly yep. episodes. I would stress to you, uh, if you wanted to uh be ready and and kind of get ready for us talking about Fast 9. I think you should watch some of these movies. You don't have to watch all of it, but if you want to have some fun here in the middle of the summer where maybe your schedule is a little bit more flexible, I say it would be okay to start, while while 4 was the rebranding, mm-hmm. here's what yeah. I'll tell you. We introduce Hobbs, which kind of, Dwayne himself kind of kicks things up a notch in something that invented Certainly. notches uh, in 5. So if you wanted to start at five and go five, six, seven, eight, okay? Yeah. And do a little four beat there. Yeah. I highly recommend that. I think if you have the time, do that. You're going to get some, uh, you're going to get some Dubai. You're going to get some nuclear sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get some dead, question mark. Uh, you're going to get some The Streets Fight Back. Uh, you're going to yeah. get zombie that, cars. That honestly might uh, be my favorite moment that I've gonna seen get, in a movie in a long time. Here's my, you're going to get uh, Daddy's Gotta Go to Work. That's yeah, my favorite. That's actually really good too. <laughs> that's the same one, right? Is that the same yeah. one? It's the same one. Yeah. When you so, fight the I think streets. those are both seven or eight. The streets yeah, fight would, back. Yeah, I would say five through eight, y'all. I think y'all need to to do that, if, especially if you haven't before. Uh, and turn just turn it off. Turn all the things off that you normally have on. In your brain. Uh, Listen, brain. we get it. We or know. Phones. We know what they are. We all know what they are. They're not good, but they're, but they're so amazing. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really all we have for shout announcements. But yeah, normally yeah, we nothing. save this space for some other stuff. But really, we just want everybody to get pumped right up. Yeah, that's the most important thing going on right now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, I'm ready to super dump. Good. Okay. You um, must. I feel like even though Tim basically has the game shark mm-hmm. of narratives, I feel like there should have been a more dire consequence. Now, it ended up being that the main consequence was, hey, no matter what, you're not going to be able to save your dad. Yeah. And that's something that even he... Uh, in his vast wisdom and a much longer career of a time traveler, has already thought about probably for an infinite amount of time before you, yeah, uh, before you thought about it. Because he said, you know, I could, but I think I got it. I think it it started budding before you were even born. So if I were to do that, that really throws everything off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna have to deal with it and look at every. You know, here's the two lessons in life. Uh, but I I do think it was. Uh, they gave us teases as to what massive consequences would be. And then they were just kind of uh, written off. We, we went back and kind of recorrected um, 
we ended up still having, um, oh, what's the daughter's name? It's such a cute little name. Posey. Posey. We still end up having Posey. Yeah. Uh, because he does have the thing where it's like, oh, it's I have a boy. Right. And it's not that he didn't want a boy, but it's like the relationship he had for, you know, the year and a half, two years of little Posey was gone. And that's yeah. kind of yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And that's the one time the soundtrack gets a little ominous mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is right yeah. in that moment. And it makes it almost feel borderline horror movie. But yeah, yeah I think it just wasn't enough. I, I had to wrestle with, uh, I did love so much how organic it was for him to meet Mary in, which by the way, Dallas, there's, Chelsea was letting me know there's going to be a little pop-up experience mm-hmm. in Dallas soon of like the blind uh, dinner party. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to cool. be something that you can go in in the complete dark. We have been and invited so to much. go and it freaks me out so much. Yeah, I would be but so anxious. I kind of want to do it. I think uh, Rachel McAdams, do you think she wrote that or Richard Curtis wrote, I kind of look like a squirrel? <laughs> because I've never thought about it, but she does. But she definitely the, does. Yeah, I she like- kind of looks like a squirrel. <laughs> um, but then for that to happen, and then have the moment where we're—it's supposed to be kind of a shock that she doesn't know who he is at the uh, uh, what would you call it? Not not a museum. It was basically just like a the exhibit. Um, it felt unfair to her. It felt like she was too much of a pawn when she's not really supposed yes. to be that. I agree with that completely. Uh, that made me feel a little bit icky. Yeah that it's like he was taking advantage of her. And so uh, were it not for us actually seeing the first time they organically met, I would have felt like the foundation of this beautiful relationship was fabricated. Yeah. Um, and so all that to say, Superdump is, it did not feel like there was uh, too much of an, uh, a bad consequence for all of the willy-nilliness, the magoolery of Domnall's time travel. Yeah. But that's where I stand. Yeah. Um, a scene that I really enjoyed... Um, and I thought was very interesting into the uh, an insight into the nuance of time travel and the way it interacts with people and their um, their feelings and their desires and stuff was everything at the beginning with um, uh, Charlotte, him confessing his feelings to her on the last night and her saying, if only we had more time. And then yeah. him going to where they have plenty of time and her saying, try again on the last night. Re- Essentially, uh, she's, yeah. she's given him the runaround yeah, because she's not interested and doesn't want to say it, and he's realizing uh, the line afterward of you know, even time travel can't make somebody fall in love with you, is very right. interesting. Yeah, it feels like For that sure. line and was that- added sort of as insurance against <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think there could be an argument of like, oh, she only uh, Mary only fell in love with him because he knew right. facts about that model that they both loved, and right. so I think that line Dude, was added as insurance. Yeah, that goes back to what I was saying with the time travel thing. He knows the one thing about Kate Moss. There was no, there was no consequence for him lying about Kate Moss, lying about knowing her to get into the party, lying about what, like it all just worked out, which is fine. I mean, it's whatever, but I just, I I kept imagining the conversation where Joanna was like, Mary, your friend came. Did he ever find you? Uh, What friend? Oh, he said you invited him. He had red hair. And then she's like, the guy I just went on the date with knew me by name before he got to the party. That's weird. Like how did that never come up with her best friend? Yeah. There's also like, there's things that the three of us would do for people that we love that if it was in a movie, like if people got to watch our lives, they would be like, you idiot. Right. Do you not understand the risks of what you're doing right now? Uh, and there was that moment when Tim grabs Kit Kat and yeah. takes him with her that I had to take a step back and be like, hey, he said at the beginning, there's hardly anyone on this earth that he loves more than his sister. Right. And if it was to help her life, help direct her life, he was just going to do it because it felt so off the cuff. Yeah. I was like, you're going to screw everything up. Yeah. I don't think this has ever happened. Yeah. So, I mean, he basically um, goes back and erases ever telling her about it though. Right. Yes. That's and to so me, that's I've, the distillation of the moment where, where he's like, mm-hmm. he realizes that there is no amount of like retconning I can do to my life that fixes everything. Like it, yeah. you've got to do it the old fashioned way. Of well, it, just, did, yeah. it did fix everything. It just changed his child. Which doesn't fix everything, though. Well, right? It fixes Kit Kat, but his reality's bad. And right. So, like, it creates a new problem. But yeah, so he I can't, see what you're it, He can't eliminate problems before they happen. He just, right. yeah. life is to be lived, not pruned. I right, do like tomorrow. that she ended up still with Jay, though. I thought that was a nice yeah. I love the moment, too, of sweet. her in the closet. And he's like, anything? She's like, oh, my God, Jay, he's super sweet. But, like, she just knew, like, oh, my reality's different. I thought that was really interesting. 
Yeah, I yeah. thought that was interesting too. And I liked her in the hospital bed realizing that he might be a viable mate. Yeah. You know, when she's like, yeah, interesting. You know, that whole <laughs> yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. she brings a lot of uh, spunk and fun to this cast in a great yeah. way. Yeah. It was where, where Time Travel by uh, the laws of time travel fell short. I think time travel and its use in kind of telling uh, some of the lessons of this story was used very, very well. Yeah. Because when we're looking back uh, at just kind of like uh, how willy-nilly it was, how he realizes, like you just said, those that he can't, ultimately he can't change, he can't fix everything. Right. That's the kind of thing that I think uh, a lot of the times us as just normal people that are dissatisfied, uh, sometimes often it feels like we've been in a season that uh, there's a lot of dissatisfaction uh, magnified <laughs> of just things that we we can't help but have this uh, fantastical thought process of if only, you know, if only I could well, yeah. travel through time. And, and a lot of the times too, you'll hear that. There's, there's the like, what superpower would you want? Flight, uh, you can change into anybody or time travel. And people were like, oh, time travel. Because then I could go, you know, go, go back, back and make and this. Kind of yeah, but I think this movie… This kind of gave us… Yeah, it almost felt like this gave us a uh, a uh, a study on, which again, it's all it's all fantasy. Like it's fiction, but it kind of gave us like, hey, here's here's a look. It didn't work, right? So it's, let's just use our brains. We can't really do that. Just enjoy the moment. So I think if we didn't have that, yeah. we couldn't say the thing at the end of… I think it speaks directly to the person who feels like… I made a wrong turn a couple of years ago and now I'm on this road I never even meant to be on. Right. And I think that the the moralism of it, if you want to call it that, is is good and valid of like, you know, it's kind of the whole like, the best time to plant a tree is yesterday. The second best time is right now. Like, sure, yeah, maybe you could have done something different, but, you know, life is to be lived, not, uh, I guess, retconned. And I think that's, uh, maybe that's part of it, right? Like every story has plot holes, you know, every, even the most tightly plotted thing has plot holes just by definition of it didn't happen. Like any fiction is full of plot holes that didn't happen. Um, but I think we've maybe, I have a memory of like, maybe we've talked about this before on the show recently, but like when you watch a movie or you read a book, you're entering into an agreement with the author, with the creator of the work saying like, I'm going to believe what you tell me and I'm going to take it at face value as long as you make it worth it in the end. And I think we fall apart and start to pick apart plot holes really, really thoroughly if it's not worth it in the end. And yeah. I think for all of us, like we're acknowledging like, yeah, there's some pretty major plot holes, but they don't, they don't break it to me because it was never about the things that the plot holes ruin, it, it, at least for me. Like the like, sure. lack of some consequences, they don't break it for me because it wasn't ever, it wasn't ever about like, the things that those plot holes sort of invalidate, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. And and again, I did, I walked away really enjoying this movie, but the the top really wobbled for me for a lot of this. Um, mm -hmm. Like, because all the stuff that this movie is actually about is not made clear until after all of the stuff happens that made me go, oh, I don't know, man. Like, isn't it funny that a movie about like, Ultimately, I think the distillation would be live in the present, take moments as they come. Isn't it funny that that feels sort of like it's falling apart until you look back at it retrospectively? At least it did for me. Like the first half of this movie does kind of feel like it's falling apart. But once I realize what it's about, I can look back with clarity and make sense oh, of in like the a movie. metatextual kind of sense. Meta yeah, I don't think that was intentional. For, I just for think me, that's it doesn't. Right. For me, and I agree with you, but for me, looking back at it doesn't fix any of the issues it just goes oh i guess it's not really about that though so right like, that's what i'm saying know. it doesn't it doesn't make them better it just turns them back. into non-issues yeah i guess that's right because i i still have a hard time looking back and going oh i guess it doesn't matter that that's sloppy because that's not important it's like well it is important though <laughs> like it's <laughs> right it's pretty important to this movie yeah i really i i was panicking up until um really the wedding scene i was panicking because I was like, oh, I know people love this movie yeah, I know, and I think pressure. I hate it. Like, like I, I just don't think I get it. And this is going to be another one of those that every time I talk about movies, everybody's going to be like, yeah, but you didn't like About Time. And it's going to be insane. But I mean, it ended up, you know, things leveled off and I, I ended up enjoying it and being able to watch it for what it was. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I genuinely, jokes aside, I really do. I take issue with the handling of a lot of stuff that, you know, ultimately, I guess, isn't that important, but it's a time travel movie, whether that's the crux right. of the whole thing or not. 
You know, it sort of feels right. like if if a new Batman came out and we were like, that was a pretty good movie about a billionaire. All the punching sucked. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, that's a pretty big part of it. <laughs> yeah. Can I super dump? Yeah, please. The And it sucks because it's in the middle of a scene, uh, a sequence I really enjoy. I really enjoy using the subway station as like the center oh, yeah, of our montage coming in and out of those hallways. It's really cool. I, I think that's a fantastic sequence completely ruined by turning the street performers into a music video. I absolutely, oh, so. yeah. I absolutely hated the like the street performers like actually singing, like the music is actually happening in these characters. They're tipping the street performers. That felt very much like that would work really well in like a stage play. I think that would be a really uh, cool thing. Like if I'm if I'm sitting at the music hall at Fair Park, right, and I see that for DSM, I would love that. I would be like, that was my favorite moment of the show. But there's something about seeing that in a movie that just did not work for me. It totally pulled me out and reminded me, oh, there's uh, cameras. Oh, they've recorded right. this. Those mics aren't hot. They're not actually singing. Somebody sent this off to a studio to be mixed and mastered. They've dropped it back into the movie, and now the performers are lip syncing to this track. I bet they had that playing through speakers on set. And it was like totally totally pulled me out of it the execution is really well done but that yeah. felt like that would have been like a dvd extra or it was like watch the, <laughs> watch the music video for this song I from the movie that. you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i don't know why it didn't bother me it just super did i did not did not love it and none of the other diegetic music bothered me right like whenever we right. see like the other bands who are playing he's got the band like in their apartment it's, right there's right. some at the party like none of that bothered me it's just this this one time one feel, felt I wonder, so weird i wonder i watched i i've watched a lot of scrubs and this is a trick they use several times in scrubs and so i wonder if my brain is just pre-programmed yeah maybe to you're used to it. that kind of thing i don't know yeah but, yeah it just felt kind of like a, a little art, artistic yeah liberty to me which is like yeah Let's do it. But I can see, I could see how you, uh, that is something that can happen. And I think that's a fun conversation in certain movies where it takes you out of, like, you can clearly think about the production process. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to watch 1917 and be like, where the heck is the camera, right? right, to be right in right. awe of the production process. But one that's like, you can kind of, uh, the joke uh, where you can like see the boom mic in the yeah, screen. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm out of it. Well, we talk about so much of like being within the frame of the television and you're yeah. in the, the whole movie, but yeah. It, it could it saying. could partially be too because I have made more than my fair share of music videos, and so I know like the yeah, exact right. process that they used for that, and so I sort of know how that sausage was made, and it makes me be like, oh, well, why'd you make me that sausage? Right. Yeah, I've had this before. Yucky. <laughs> right. Make me something um, new. One thing that I loved, and I think, is a, a distillation of my super pump. Have we uh, said distillation is, a lot this episode? That word sounded so familiar out of your mouth just now. Somebody give many, us a distillation count. How many times have you had this conversation? <gasps> How'd it go last Dang. time? Not good. The first one I was just like, me think am too of my ups. Uh, one second. Okay, okay. So my, uh, the scene where he just takes the day normally and then he goes back. Yeah. And he looks at every moment I thought was just so good. Yeah. Because- the differences he's making are subtle and it makes yeah. it feel like, hey, let's apply the lesson that we've learned. It's not hard, you know? Yeah. It's like, just go. Just, there. it is one thing to be like, wow, we dodged a bullet, but it's another thing to celebrate with your friend. Right, yeah. A triumph. Roger. You know? It's one <laughs> thing to, listen, you're going you're gonna to be running no matter what, but while you're running, fraction of a second, how gorgeous yeah. is this cathedral-like, right. you know, entryway for whatever they were. Which, by the way, I guess in court, we still have... Uh, got I the wigs. Last time I scrolled through old C-SPAN. But I guess we still got the wigs yeah. uh, in court for the British. Mm. So, hey. I'll let you know. I got jury duty next week. I might have to wear one of those. Yeah, just too. tell You us. might have to wear one. Who knows? You might have to wear one. But uh, I, I, really, I really enjoyed that. And, that was super powerful. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson is very subtly a pretty brilliant actor. Yeah. Yeah, um, because we've uh, he's he's also got a lot of width. I think he's got uh, like the fact that he p- can play a caricature uh, of just a villain in like what he did with again his character was destroyed. Uh, I we I don't like what happened to him in, in Star Wars, but oh like to gosh. be like just this over the top thing, but then be subtly over here, but then also to be like in Ex Machina, much like, more grounded in Ex Machina. Yeah. yeah, 
this and Ex Machina were like two years apart. Like so the Domino, this was like the middle of yeah. him just kind of bursting onto the scene. Yeah. This was before uh, Black I hope Mirror he gets, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. hope he gets continues to get more and more chances and kind of stays in the realm that he's in right here. Yeah. I think it's really working. Yep. I agree. Well, um, it is time to rate this movie. Before we do that, did we actually say on air that them saying we'll go with Hagrid to officiate our ceremony does break this movie no. in half into a million tiny pieces? No, we didn't. You just did though. You just it did does, though, right now. It does completely because there's other Harry Potter actors in this. I, I pathologically <laughs> think about that. Like anytime that, like he's got the, the uh, Amelie poster in his bedroom. Is that how you say mm-hmm. that? I'm never said um, that. Amelie, I believe. Um, Amelie. He's got the Amelie poster in his bedroom. And that could be a butterfly effect. Like we could find, you know, we could find some degree of separation to Dominal Gleason from that movie, which would make him never exist in this movie. Or right. Dominal Gleason exists in this universe and everybody goes, Tim, you look a lot like that guy from the movies, Dominal Gleason. Right. We, I think we say this every time, but all I can think of is community when uh, <laughs> Paget Paget Brewster is that her name? Yeah. She calls she, she calls herself. Yeah, from an earlier season. And her nose, her, she, she says like, I just heard a ring sound and my nose started bleeding. Like she yeah. can't talk to herself. <laughs> just briefly acknowledging that and moving on. So yes. good. Now it's time to rate this movie. Let's rate it. Using science, the scientific cinema scale is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'm going to go first. This movie for Jordan is getting a high rent. I'm just ripping the Band-Aid off. I know it's going to hurt some feelings. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was very sweet. I think it's worth it for, if nothing else, Bill Nye alone. Um, I just think he's fantastic. It, it really is a great movie. Um, it just didn't, it didn't live up to the hype around it I had heard from so many for me, um, which definitely hurt it. Like going in, having, it, having had it hyped up for so long by so many, um, it was going to be hard it's to live tough. up anyway. Uh, but just beyond that, I, I did really enjoy it. And in fact, it, it is the type of movie I typically enjoy. Um, it just didn't quite blow me away necessarily. Uh, I have to admit I was a conductor on the hype train. I really sure, was. Sure. Uh, and so I'm sorry for that. I want to let you know I tried going back to the moment where I hyped it up for you mm-hmm. and it didn't change this experience. Mm-hmm. Um and so the reveal was just a few seconds ago. So yeah. a lot of wasted time. Um, who's to say the house I'm in now is the one that I'm supposed to live in, but whatever, yeah, at least I tried to get Jordan to like this movie more. I buy the poster uh, for about time. I think uh, in a metatextual way, it is a movie that has flaws, uh, but those even those are charming to me. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I love it. I really do like the writing and I think it is incredibly unique. I think I also bought the poster for When Harry Met Sally because it was uh, in a very different way, a kind of rom-com, a kind of story that you don't see very much, if at all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this one, even outside of it being uh, time travel, um, just felt in its own realm for me. And so I, I buy the poster for about time. I'm also going to buy the poster for about time. It feels... I think the message of the movie feels uniquely made for me uh, in the same way that the message of like Soul does. We watched Soul not too long ago. But the the like, uh, the like sense of, you know, like, hey, hey, thinking about what you could have done differently is ultimately pointless because what has happened has happened. And like take it a day at a time. I think it's something that I probably will never outgrow the need to be constantly reminded of. Uh, and so just for that reason alone and this movie did just completely blow me away now I don't want to watch it again for quite a while because it's an <laughs> intense emotional experience <laughs> and right. my tank's still kind of empty from it but it was it was much better and much different than I thought it would be so that's a poster for me right on well there we have it uh, next week listen to me if you skipped shout announcements, first of all, shame on you because we're constantly bringing the heat. But that's second, usually the best part of our show. 
<laughs> yep. But second, it's like the cartoon in SNL. What? Hmm? Excuse me. Every now and then, there's like a cartoon that Jeff uh, that uh, the cartoon the superhero buddies. SNL has like a cartoon section. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, go. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is. We we bring the heat every time, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, man. Just like those superheroes. Wait, you talking about the cartoons? Yeah, the cartoons. Oh, cool. I didn't know y'all knew about that. (laughs) Um, You know, it's like Saturday TV Funhouse is a segment on NBC Saturday Night Live featuring cartoons created by SNL writer Robert Smidgel. 101 TV Funhouse segments aired on SNL between 1996 and 2008 with one further segment airing in 2011. That's why... So that's about the time I stopped watching SNL. <laughs> so I'm just showing my age. Hey, the, that's why y'all don't know because you weren't born. Hey, yeah, the very I beginning of hey, 2012. Carter. Hey, Carter, the very beginning of the first Obama administration called and it says, thanks for reminding me of our pop culture. Dang, you got him so good is the I thing, I roasted dude. him. I roasted him. If I could go back How many in, tries did that take? If I could go back in time and do that again, I would because I laid him on fire. It was worth it. That was worth it. <laughs> Look. You don't have to go back in time. Let's keep marching forward because a week from today, you will hear us talking about Fast 9, Vroom, Vroom, Baby. And if you hated that also voice, the, that's the whole vibe of the Fast that's series. That's the title so. of Pitbull's new single too. Yeah, Vroom, Vroom, Fast baby. 9, Vroom, Vroom, Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to name a bunch of cities. And they got to go Vroom, Vroom, Baby. Uh, Actually, Miami. that's exactly what it would sound like. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. If you don't love the Fast series, learn to love the Fast series quick. It's the best. It's the best in the whole world. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and how we think Dom Toretto would use the time travel powers (laughs) to his advantage. For Two Junks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan, and I believe Dom would go back in time to the very first moment that he ever considered the concept of someone becoming sandwich crazy. Mm. And he would use that moment to make a bigger deal out of that joke so he could capitalize on merch, <laughs> licensing deals and opportunities, <laughs> copyrights. I think he would really take sandwich crazy up a notch like to the next level. I think that's what he would do. I'm Doge, and fortunately, I do know the right answer to this. And it's that Dom Toretto would go back to the moment in time that he leaps through the air several hundred thousand feet (laughs) to save, to to air tackle Letty to safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he would see how many 360s he could do on the way to get her. Yeah. And just keep kind of trial and erroring until the one that he missed her. And he's like, oh, I can't do five. I can only do four. If I do five, <laughs> then he falls. And then he would just try to get the fifth one in. He would just, he would experiment with an infinite number of dead leddies until he got to his highest possible number of 360s on the way to save her. The dead leddies are my favorite neo-punk band. Mm. <laughs> the dead leddies. The dead leddies. Uh, I'm Carter. And I think at the end of Fast 9, uh, no matter what the rooftop is, uh, where we've brought out the picnic tables and the coolers, sure. and uh, John Cena's there. How old the baby is now? Charlize Theron. The baby's in this. The baby's in this. The baby's. You wouldn't in this. even so believe it. There's gonna be. It's gonna kind of seem out of nowhere, but it's Dom, you know. And and in in his. Sorry, let me set the tone uh, for you. <clears throat> it's been a long day. He's gonna look around and he's gonna. Tell everybody, hey, y'all didn't know this, but I've had the gift of time travel. And let me tell you why I didn't use it. Like I never used it because I knew it would get us here. Mm. Mm. And I knew that I had family and I had family. Yeah. I love you, family, family. Mm -hmm. And he'll just say, I had this power, but I chose not to. Because why? Why would I? You know? Zoom out on the rooftop with a voiceover from Dom. I don't know what he would say. I just then, think it'd be funny. And then it's going to be like. 
You don't know what. Oh, I don't I know what song. Say no, 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 no. It's just no. that it's gonna be that beat for it's sure. It's that vibe, oh. that beat, yes. that sound, the summer sound we're all crazy about. That summer sound, dude. Yeah. This movie's gonna be like going down a metal slide on a hot summer day. <laughs> it's really fun, but it's so summered out. It's crazy. It's gonna be like that. Turns the back of your thighs into beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely shreds those puppies. Yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.